Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Toby Altizer. That's Tim Shea. It is the Bart Winkler Morning Show on 1250 AM. The Fan, we're live from the Lakeland University studios Earn co-op credit for work experience at lakeland.edu. Want to dive into some Green Bay Packers talk. What players are you most looking forward to watching this year for the Green Bay Packers? You can give the obvious answers like an Aaron Rodgers or a star player like a Jair Alexander. If you want to go with those guys, that's fine. I'm thinking more of some of the other guys. There's one guy in particular that I just cannot wait to watch this season. I think he's going to have a huge impact on this team. I don't know if it's a little bit of a cop-out answer, but I do. Tim, do you have anybody? I want to hear from Tim first. I I don't have a player. I'm more excited with the defense overall. Okay. Because this is the first year in, well, I think maybe since the Super Bowl season and even at the beginning of that season in 2011 – they weren't the best defense, but I'm excited that the story of the season might be the defense over the offense this season. Yeah, I think you say that until the Packers start winning games 17-14 to 14 and you're wondering why the offense As sucks. long as they win and the defense carries the team. Yeah, that's what you say. That's I what know, Packers fans I know, say. I know, I know, I know, I know. What, what, what players are you looking forward to watching for the Packers this season? 414-799-1250. You can tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan... One guy I'm looking forward to on this defense, Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes, I think, I don't want to be hyperbolic. So I I don't want to be one of those hot take people. So I'm trying my best to say this without sounding too ridiculous. But I think after this season that Eric Stokes could be on a similar level to the other guy on the other side of the field. I don't think he'll be at that level, but I think he'll be getting closer and closer to that level. And that guy on the other side of the field is Jair Alexander. Very similar style of play. They're not the biggest guy. They're built on some of their speed, but they're locked down corners. Now, Jair has better ball skills. He can make the plays when they're when they're thrown his way, whereas at times Eric Stokes last year really struggled when he had an opportunity with the ball thrown his way. So I I think that you could see him really step up because the coverage last year was good for Eric Stokes as a rookie. And I think his ascension is going to be built on him playing alongside Eric or Jair, him playing alongside Rasul Douglas. And I think when you watch him this year alongside those guys, I think he's going to be spectacular. Jair, I think, returning to the lineup is going to make a big difference. I think you're going to see him return to his role as the best corner in football. For people that are putting out these lists, you see from different publications putting out top five corners, top five this, top five cover guys in the league. And if they don't have Jair at number one, I think they're kind of foolish. I can, You know, we can have the discussion about Jalen Ramsey and if he's a better corner or not because I think that Jalen Ramsey can provide you a little bit more in the running game because he's a little bit bigger. 
But if we're talking just cover corner, I don't think there's a better guy than Jair Alexander. And I think Eric Stokes is going to be quickly on his way to becoming one of the better guys in coverage as well. There is still someone else I'm more excited about on this defense, but I do want to get some of your guys' thoughts. 414-799-1250. Tyler is in Tosa. Who are you looking forward to watching this year on the Packers? Hey, Toby. How's it going? What's going on, man? Uh, it's going good. Uh, I got a two parts to this. Uh, first of all, I'd like to see how Kenny Clark does now that they finally got some help in the middle there for him. So he's yeah. not going to be constantly getting double teamed. You know, that's going to help the whole that whole front line. You know, Rashawn Gary's not going to have to worry about getting double teamed as much. So I think that defensive front could really be really be the strength of an already top ten defense and make it top five, make it elite. Yeah. So then, you have someone else as well. And then I I know you're a Washington fan, so I was, I'm sure you're monitoring the Terry McLaurin situation. What do you think the chances are that they get this resolved? And what do you think it would take for Green Bay to bring bring Terry McLaurin? Um, I think it's highly unlikely. I think it's highly unlikely that he leaves Washington. I would put the percentage rate of him staying at probably around seventy-five to eighty percent. I think the contract will get done eventually what would it take to get him uh probably something similar to what aj brown in the third yeah probably something similar to what aj brown uh what what the eagles paid for aj brown probably somewhere around there 25 million dollar range yeah 25 is probably what the contract will be as well so it's an interesting one to see hopefully they get that resolved for my sake but we'll see for your sake but i mean Imagine Terry McLaurin getting passes from he gets a thousand yards with below average quarterback play. Yeah, and he could get passes from a Hall of Famer. Like that would just make him like he could. Obviously, he's not going to replace Devontae, but that's that's as close as you're going to get this year to a replacement for like, sure. a number one receiver potential. All right, Tyler, appreciate it, man. Yep. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. What? players for the Packers you most looking forward to watching this year if I had to pick a player I can pick offense right or do you want well me let's to... stick with defense. defense we'll do offense next okay we'll wait till next I have someone on the offensive okay. side on the defensive side of the ball this is the guy I'm most excited to watch the Green Bay Packers period offense or defense I think he's going to make a huge difference for this team maybe it's the cop-out answer because he was your first pick in the NFL draft this year but Quay Walker is going to make a huge difference for this football team. I don't think people understand how good Quay Walker is going to be for this defense. For how long have the Packers had only one good linebacker? You know, you think back to Blake Martinez. You think last year to Devondre Campbell. Who else are they playing alongside him? Now you bring in Quay Walker. You bring in some help on that defensive line, and I think you're going to really see him thrive. And the reason that I think you're going to see him thrive, the majority of NFL teams sit in the nickel defense. And for those of you that don't understand what the nickel is, you're going to run five DBs, you're going to run four down linemen, uh, or, or two down linemen and two edge rushers, whatever the case may be, and two linebackers. You're going to have Devondre Campbell as one of the linebackers. You're going to have Quay Walker as the other linebacker. The reason that Quay Walker ended up going ahead of his playing mate in Georgia, N'Kobe Dean, is because in these sort of situations where you're going to play a nickel defense, you need a guy that can come up and stuff the run. And I don't know that N'Kobe Dean can do that at this level because of his size. I think he'll be an incredible coverage linebacker. I think he'll still make some plays, but I think that's why teams were wary of him as well as those injury issues. Whereas you look at Quay Walker... This guy is going to be very versatile. He's going to be able to use in the nickel package. They're going to use him to be able to stop the run. If the Packers can do what I think they're going to be able to do this year, they could be the best defense in the league. I saw that Mina Kimes yesterday from ESPN put out uh, something on her top five defenses and had the Packers at number two. I could easily see the Packers being number one for this reason. They're going to probably play a lot of nickel, just like every team does. So this is the unit you're going to roll out there with on the field. You're going to have Kenny Clark. And then either Jaron Reed, Devontae Wyatt, uh, whatever lineman you want alongside Kenny Clark. Then you're going to have on the outside Rashawn Gary, and you're going to have Preston Smith. 
Then at safety, you're going to have Adrian Amos. You're going to have Darnell Savage. And then you'll have your three corners, Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Rasul Douglas. And then a linebacker, you're going to have Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker. If that unit doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. That unit's going to be awesome. And then you put those guys out there, you're going to be able to stop the run without having to load the box. If you're able to leave Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage back and not have to bring down a safety into the box to stop the run, that could make this team even more dangerous because you're going to have a pass rush. Rashawn Gary is going to, I think, establish himself even more as one of the best edge rushers in the league this year. Kenny Clark is one of the best in the interior at creating pressure. So Kenny Clark is going to be amazing inside. You combine that with whatever pass rush you can get from the other guy alongside Kenny Clark, and then on the other side with Preston Smith. Usually you can't pair that up with a trio of corners like Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, and Rasul Douglas, but you can. And then on top of that, you've got great players over the top in Savage and Amos. And then you think, okay, well, how about stopping the run? Well, Kenny Clark is still going to be a great run stuffer. Jaron Reed or Devontae Wyatt, or who, again, whoever is going to play, is going to be a good run stuffer. Preston Smith has proven he can be good against the run. Devondre Campbell was an all-pro linebacker last year, and it's just about these guys being able to ensure, like Leroy pointed out a while ago, when you get to the nickel, these some of these linemen are going to get free releases to an extent to go up to that second level. It's about the linemen being able to kind of stop them from doing that, and if you allow... Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell to move freely, which I think this defensive line is going to be good enough to do. They're going to be able to kind of eat some double teams and create some matchups for these linebackers to be able to exploit. If you can allow them to have free freedom of reign back there in the defensive backfield where they can kind of read plays, they can move, they don't have to think about getting crushed by a guard coming and pulling to try and take their head off. If they can have some of that free reign, you've seen what Devondre Campbell can do. Now you'll get to see what Quay Walker can do, and he's got size that not many people have at this position. When you think about the Cowboys, you think about Micah Parsons and that defense, Essentially, Quay Walker is the exact same size as Micah Parsons. And I would not be surprised, too, if the Packers use him in a similar way to the Cowboys have used Micah Parsons at times. Instead of just always dropping him into coverage or trying to stop the run, maybe you blitz him. One thing that worries me about this defense currently is the depth at edge rusher. I think one of the reasons that you drafted a guy like Quay Walker is... He's not limited to just being an inside backer. He's not stuck just being inside with Devondre Campbell because they're still going to want to get guys like Chris Barnes on the field. You're also going to want to leave your first-round draft pick out there. So where do you put him? Well, maybe Rashawn Gary needs a rest. Maybe Preston Smith needs a rest. You can throw Quay Walker out there at edge rusher and see what he can give you. Maybe he's not going to have the refined skills of Preston Smith or Rashawn Gary, but his raw athleticism, kind of like times last year with Micah Parsons, you saw with the Cowboys, he's able to get to the passer. He's relentless. He's going to be incredibly uh, uh, in pursuit of the quarterback, and I think you could see him make a defense as an edge, make a defensive impact as an edge rusher as well. So I think Quay Walker is going to absolutely transform how this defense is able to play. Because at times last season, they played like a top five unit, and you would be excited about it. And, you know, we'd have callers, man, this defense is there, this defense is this, this defense is all that. And then you'd have weeks where they'd go up against maybe a higher quality offense or an offense that kind of had their number, and they, they just couldn't stop them. Whether it was in the running game or in the passing game, they looked like a middle of the pack to bottom of the league type unit. I don't know that you're going to see that out of the Packers this year. I think this year they're going to be a top-five unit, and I think for a majority of the games they're going to play like it, and it's going to be important that they do so because this offense probably is going to take a step back. You know, that's what I want to see out of this defense is can they step up to the plate and be the thing that is the driving force for this football team? When you go into Detroit, can you show that you're a top-five defense? At the same point, when you go into Buffalo, can you do the same thing? When you go up against the Rams, can you do the same thing? 
Because last year in the playoffs, they showed they can do it. Now it's about the offense stepping up as well. But at times during last year, they didn't step up to the plate. At times last year, they looked like a bottom-of-the-league type unit. And I think with some of the people that they've added to this defense, you think about Devontae Wyatt as well, you're going to have guys, and you need to just get it done on the field. And I think Quay Walker, because of how this defensive line has been set up, he's going to have some freedom of reign in that back end. And once the game slows down for him a little bit and he can process what's all going on out there, I think with his freakish athleticism and his size, you're going to see him flying all over the football field making plays. And I think you'll see him make some plays in the backfield against the run game. I think you'll see him stuff some runners at the line of scrimmage. And I also think you'll be able to see him in coverage against some tight ends, slot guys maybe. I think you're going to see Quay Walker really transform this defense. Last year it was a good defense. Last year it was a defense that was adequate. I think this year you're going to see it turn into a great defense. And I think a, a, a part of that is going to be because of the personnel you've brought in, one of which is going to be Quay Walker, who I think is going to absolutely shine. I would not be surprised at all if I saw him win defensive rookie of the year because I think he's going to make that much of an impact. Maybe it's not in one general area. Maybe it's a combination of things. Maybe he finishes the year, you know, with five or six sacks and he's getting maybe about, you know, two-thirds of the tackles that Devondre Campbell's getting or half of them, but in coverage a little bit too as well. He's going to, I think, have his fingerprint all over this defense because that's part of the reason the Packers drafted him is that versatility, is that size, is that athleticism, and I think you're going to see the Packers use that to its full extent because usually when these guys come in, they're asked to be basically the guy on the defense, and he doesn't have to be that guy. Essentially, you have other guys that could still fill in. You had guys that played these roles last year. But now you're going to be able to use him in a way that I think he's going to be able to be freed up and play fast. And I think when he's playing fast and free, you're going to see him make a huge impact for this defense. All right, 414-799-1250. What guys are you most looking forward to watching on the Green Bay Packers this season? Again, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan will take a quick break, and then we'll switch the offensive side of the ball. What guys are you looking forward to on the offensive side of the ball? It's the Bart Winkler Morning Show. Toby Altizer in for Bart Winkler today alongside Tim Shea here on 1250 AM. The fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Smart Winkler Show. Toby Altizer in for him today alongside Tim Shea here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Father's Day is not too long from now. You're looking for a place to go get a gift for your father. 
Bart has somewhere you can go to get yourself, get your father something that they'll love and enjoy. All right, guys, I've been telling you about Omaha Steaks and this great package. I'm Bart Winkler. Hello, everyone. I've been telling you about this great package from Omaha Steaks, the Dads Want Steaks package, where you get so much meat that I'll run through in a minute. You got to order it by today. Get it by today to assure delivery by Father's Day. A little bit of urgency now. All right, we've been salivating over this deal. If you haven't got it yet, today needs to be the day. Father's Day is this weekend. You do want to order this by today. Go to omahasteaks.com, either when you get home or right this very second would be better, but go to omahasteaks.com, type in Bart in the search bar. It's the Dad's Want Steaks package. It is a great Father's Day gift. We've been doing it in our family for a long time. Type in Bart in the search bar, top of the page. You will get a deal of more than 50% off and you get all this meat. You get 16 mouth-watering entrees that include the smoky, tender bacon-wrapped filet mignons, the boneless pork chops, the gourmet jumbo franks. We cooked those up this weekend. Plus the air-chilled boneless chicken breast. We had that last week, and it's good. So you get a bunch of these. You can eat them all in one sitting. You can have company over. You can have leftovers the next day. It is very, very good. It's a lot of food. You'll love it. You also get the caramel apple tartlets, which is a very, very good dessert. It was surprising to me. How good it was. I mean, the meat was great. I'm like, all right, a little dessert. The dessert might have been the best part of the whole package. So check it out. You can get all this, again, on sale, one low price of just 99 bucks. So check this out. Type in BART in the search bar, top of the website. It is a great gift for dad. You do want to get this. I, I didn't mention this yet, but they also throw in eight free burgers with this package. Eight free burgers. So you're getting your dad meat, and you're getting your dad a deal, and you're getting your dad free. I mean, he's going to love all of that from you. Check them out. Order by today for guaranteed delivery. OmahaSteaks.com. Type in Bart in the search bar. It's at the top of the page at OmahaSteaks.com. It's the Dad's Want Steaks package. Get it right now for delivery by Father's Day. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword Bart. Make sure to check that out. Thank you, Bart, for that. Do want to dive back into the Packers talk which Packers players are you most looking forward to watching this season? 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AM. The fan had a couple people tweet in that the guy they're most looking forward to is Rashawn Gary. Mr. Milwaukee tweeted in, I'm looking forward to seeing Terry McLaurin in the green and gold. <laughs> I don't... Boy, the, people just are not giving up on that. <laughs> they never will. They never will. So you said you had someone on offense you're most looking yeah. forward to seeing. Who, who you got? We talked about it just for a little bit earlier in the show, but um, Christian Watson. Yeah, he's going to be fun. If Can he replace Devontae Adams? Can he be that 1,000-yard receiver? Will the Packers have a 1,000-yard receiver What are, What are your expectations for him? Where, where um, do you see him going? Because he's with Aaron Rodgers, like – is 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 Rogers going to be hard on him? Is is he going to be difficult to work with? I don't know. I don't think so. I think this is going to be a little different this year with um, the way Rogers reacts to him. But I would expect at least five to six hundred yards, maybe five or six touchdowns. That's that's the bare minimum. Hoping for a thousand and ten touchdowns. Yeah, he's going to be interesting to see because if this offense is going to be what it has been in years past, you're going to need someone to step up into a role that is probably bigger than they've ever played. And see how, and I want to see how he does against these defensive backs and corners uh, playing at North Dakota State. Yep. Right? Yep. That's not the competition like an SEC, a Big Ten, a Pac-12. So how he reacts to those and... I, I've heard he's strong and tall, but. Yeah, I'm interested to see with him because when you look at this wide receiver class that came out, there's some studs, right? You've got Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, the guys we talked about, Jamison Williams, which, again, that's a really odd thing that the Minnesota Vikings did where they, they traded with the Detroit Lions. They traded back, and they allowed the Detroit Lions to move up and get Jamison Williams. And then in the second round, they allowed the Green Bay Packers to move up and get Christian Watson. So Vikings fans are probably going to be pretty frustrated 
if in the next couple seasons, assuming that they don't necessarily uh, hit on all the draft picks that they got back, pretty frustrated that they allowed the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions to get two wide receivers that could be studs in this division for a while. But either way, when we look at the wide receiver class as a whole, I think that Christian Watson has the highest ceiling out of all of them. And it has nothing to do with his uh, where he went to college, his productivity there. It has everything to do with there's no one else in this draft that was built like him that can run like him. 6'3", 6'4", 220, 225, can run a 4'3". That's special. That's special talent right there. And the the Packers have that in their hands now. I'm interested to see exactly what they can turn him into. He's probably one of the more raw prospects in terms of uh, top-end talent in this draft. So will he be able to turn into something that they can really utilize this season? I don't know. That's why you take another receiver in Romeo Dubs a little bit later that's probably a little more refined, a little more finesse, little more ready to contribute right away in case Christian Watson isn't up to snuff right away for the Packers. But I expect him to contribute at some point. And I do think that if you can get him going, that this offense can probably go off, I wouldn't say without a hitch, because losing Devontae is obviously a big loss. But if you can have a couple guys step up and fill in a little bit, then maybe you'll have something where this offense isn't as taken aback for losing Devontae as you maybe you would expect. I, I think Christian Watson has all the ability in the world. The guys, for me, and, and I guess it's kind of a cop-out because it's a little bit of a tandem here, but the guys I'm most looking forward to on the offensive side of the ball, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and how they're utilized. Last year, I was calling for them to be used on the field at the same time, and I think this year we could see that being the case. I think you're going to see both guys on the field at the same time because A.J. Dillon is going to be a rushing threat. You're going to use Aaron Jones even more as a receiving threat. And reports were coming out of minicamp and OTAs that they were kind of shuffling Aaron Jones around the formation even more so than just being out of the backfield. And if that's the case, that's going to be really exciting. Are they going to start using him more like the Saints have used Alvin Kamara? You know, Bart has maybe used the analogy of using him like a Debo Samuel that's primary position is running back as opposed to receiver. Maybe they'll utilize him in that way. I still don't mind seeing him get on the field with A.J. Dillon and both of them being in the backfield because, again, what I picture is seeing a split back formation in the shotgun with Aaron Rodgers where you've got Aaron Jones on one side, A.J. Dillon on the other, and you can... Essentially, look at what the defense is playing and choose the play at the line. Are they packing the box? All right, then let's have both of these guys run out and run routes and whatever the case may be, but you could hit maybe one on a swing pass, and that's something else that's been an evolution of A.J. Dillon's game as well is that he can catch that swing pass, and he's actually a solid receiver, and so they have to respect that as well. But if they don't pack the box... Run it with A.J. Dillon up the middle all day long. Or run it with Aaron Jones and have A.J. Dillon be a lead blocker. That's not something they haven't done before. They used it last year at one point where they ran the I formation and used A.J. Dillon as the fullback. They handed it to him, I think. I wouldn't be supposed to seeing some of that stuff. I'd love to see them get both of these guys on the field because I want to see the best players for the Packers on the field when they're rolling. And... The best players for the Packers on the offensive side of the ball are going to include two running backs. You know, this this wide receiving core is going to have question marks. The tight ends are going to have question marks. You know, who's going to step up at wide receiver? Are we sure, you know, we just talked about Christian Watson. Are we sure that he can come in and contribute right away? I don't know. Do we think Alan Lazard can step up and play to a level that he's really never had to play at in his career? Again, I don't know. Randall Cobb, what's he going to give you? Amari Rogers, is he going to take a big step forward in year two? A lot of question marks. You look at the tight end position. Mercedes Lewis, Josiah DeGuara, and then you have Robert Tunyon. When is he going to be back? So some question marks there as well. The, the sure things on this offense are going to be Aaron Rodgers and 
the running backs. So I think you've got to utilize these running backs in ways that you can get them to ball, running it, passing it, whatever the case may be. Find ways to get them their touches because I think when this Packers offense is going to be at its best, they're going to use those guys as their primary playmakers, whether they're going out and running routes, whether it's lining up Aaron Jones in the slot, whether it's just pounding the ball with A.J. Dillon, whatever the case may be, I think those guys are going to be have to be used in different roles than maybe they've been accustomed to, or at least especially A.J. Dillon that he's been accustomed to, because if you can use him more in the passing game, I think it's going to unlock more for him to be able to run up the middle. I think Aaron Jones is your most dynamic playmaker, so you're going to have to find ways to get him the ball in space. Is it outside runs? Is it swing passes into the flat? Is it some screens? Whatever you're going to have to do to get him the ball in some open space, I think that's what you're going to want to do. The other interesting thing, too, and it's not as sexy a position to judge. It's not as easy a position to judge. What's going to happen with David Bakhtiari? What's going to happen with the offensive line in general? Who's going to be playing right tackle? Is it Yash Nijman? That's what it sounds like at the beginning of camp right now is that Yash Nijman is probably going to be the right tackle. Is he going to be able to hold up like he did at left tackle? Is he going to be the guy that you are going to feel confident in? Because, again, this all comes back to who Aaron's confident in. If Aaron's confident in his offensive line, that's going to lead to better productivity on the field. That's going to lead to more wins. So is he going to be able to trust Nijman over at right tackle? The other question is, is David Bakhtiari going to be able to play a full season? Is he going to be able to play at a high level again? You know, we saw him for a half last year, essentially, and haven't really seen him on the field since. He's been kind of off to the side at minicamp and OTAs and stuff, and he's been rehabbing. I don't doubt the fact that he's been working hard to try and get his knee into football shape, but is it just one of those things that maybe – He's never going to be able to get that knee back to full functionality, which which really stinks. You know, this this is a, a case in understanding where not everything that happens in sports where an injury occurs is a, a player guaranteed a full recovery. You know, it's a blessing every time one of these guys gets it, but it's become so common with modern medicine that we kind of take it for granted. You know, you in the NBA Finals, you got a guy that's testament to that as well. Clay Thompson tears his ACL, tears his Achilles when he's rehabbing, and he's back out there playing. I think sometimes we take for granted that these guys with their injuries and stuff, they're just going to come back. I think David Bakhtiari is a prime example of got to be thankful when these guys are able to get back. But what's he going to be able to give you this season? I think that's another question mark for this offense. I think when you look at this Packers team, there's a lot of sure things on the defense, a lot of question marks on the offense. I think that's what makes this year so intriguing is that they can be incredible on offense. They could also be rather poor on offense. And then this defense, you kind of know that they're going to be a top unit in the league. Unless disaster strikes and Joe Barry's not the right guy for the job and they really mess things up, this defense should be really good, and I think it will be. I'm excited to see what this Packers team can do because it's going to be a different style. It's not going to be the 35-28 type games that you're winning anymore. Maybe it's going to be more in that 17-14 to range. But whatever the case may be, I think this Packers team is going to be good. Does Rodgers get frustrated, do you think, with I think the he wants to style? Win. I don't think this, I don't I don't know how much the style's really going to change to be honest. Like I think they're going to run it more but 60-40 running run to pass? No. 50-50? No. 40-60. 60-40 pass to pass run. Pass to run. If not still more pass. You have got Aaron Rodgers. And I I understand what some people are saying like you're going to have to depend on the run game and you're going to your best player on this football team is wearing number 12 and playing quarterback. I'm not taking the ball out of his hands. Now, that, does that mean that I'm going to rely on him as much as I have in the past? No. But I'm not taking the ball out of his hands to put it in other guys because I want to I want to go down with the ship. If I'm going down, I'm going down with Aaron Rodgers. And, yes, I know all the jokes can be, well, he's never shown up, blah, 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 whatever. I'm still going to ride with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to make it so that maybe I'm more run-centric than I've been, 
but I'm not going to ever be a run-first offense with Aaron Rodgers. All right, we'll continue Packers talk here on the Bart Winkler Show, 1250 AM. The Fan, you can give us a call, 414-799-1250, or tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Toby Altizer. That's Tim Shea. More coming up in a few. It's the Bart Winkler Morning Show. Toby Altizer in for Bart Winkler today alongside Tim Shea. Talking about the Green Bay Packers, what players are you most looking forward to watching this season? 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. This portion of the show brought to you by our good friends over at the 4th Base Restaurant. Hey guys, Bar Winkler, let me give you a quick update on what's going on in 4th Base Sports Bar. All the same food that you know and love, they still have it. They've got that's the update. The, the food is the food's very good. CJ's behind the deli case. That's right. It is a restaurant sports bar feel. You walk in there and there's a deli case. So you know you go watch a game. You you might get like something to snack on or some you know food that's not prepared well real well. And that's what you come to expect when you're watching a game. How about watching a game, having that experience, and then eating a delicious steak or getting a delicious steak sandwich? Or maybe the seafood options that they have, the crab legs, all of that, the burgers. This is incredible what they cook up for you, fresh for you, made to order at fourth base. It is a great atmosphere. It's got great food. It's right by the stadium, just a pop fly away on National Avenue. You know, with the team on the road, it's a good place to gather. When they're at home, you can head to the stadium right after you're at fourth base or vice versa or even during it is good good stuff fourth base actually runs to the stadium quite a bit the visiting teams a lot of them throughout the league now get the the food they get catered is from cj in fourth base so it's got their stamp of approval check them out fourth base sports bar great local brews on tap really a great spot to check out some games or just to have a good time and a good meal check them out fourth base on national updates on facebook fourth base restaurant national avenue there you heard from Bart Winkler. Appreciate it, Bart. Make sure to check out Fourth Base if you're down in Milwaukee headed to maybe a Brewers game. Make sure to check it out. It is walkable. And the reason I say that is because I've walked from Fourth Base over to the stadium. So it is walkable. So so go down there and check it out before you go to a Brewers game or if you're down in the area, make sure to check it out. The food is awesome. Green Bay Packers got an exciting football team this year. Going to be an interesting one. A lot of question marks again on the offensive side of the ball. Defense could be tops in the league. Which players are you most looking forward to this season for the Packers? 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. I do want to go back and revisit. We kind of quickly hit on it. A couple guys tweeted in and said Rashawn Gary. And I think that is... A, going to be an exciting player to watch this year because I think he could solidify himself as one of the top edge rushers in the league. I think you could see Rashawn Gary really getting himself to that next level. He's kind of ascended each year he's been in the league, and now you're going to be able to see him kind of thrive. He's going to be the number one pass rusher. Last year, you expected Zadarius to get back at some point, so he wasn't necessarily expected to be the number one last year. This year, for sure, he's going to be the number one guy on that defense in terms of pass rushing, and I think you could see him absolutely thrive. Now, maybe the numbers aren't going to be as crazy as you'd like. I I think that's one thing that you could see happen with Gary is his numbers might not be as high as some of the other guys in the league, like a TJ Watt or whatever the case may be, but I think you're going to see him impact the game just as much as those guys. And the reason I say that is because just because he's not the one getting the sack doesn't mean he's not had an impact. So looking at Rashawn Gary, are you going to send a double to him? Are you going to send a double to Kenny Clark? Are you going to send a double over and ship over on Preston Smith? How about Jaron Reed or Devontae Wyatt, any of those guys? I, I think you're going to be able to see these guys really be freed up one of them's going to be free. And I think Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark, and rightfully so, they're going to get the attention. So looking at what those guys are able to do, maybe their numbers won't be as crazy, but maybe that's going to lead to a higher sack total for a guy like Preston Smith. 
Maybe that's going to lead to some more sacks for some of the interior guys, not named Kenny Clark, whatever the case may be. I think you're going to see them make a huge impact. All right, 414-799-1250. Let's get out to Luis on the south side. Luis, what's going on, man? Yeah, so I know I'm supposed to pick one player, but how can you not get excited about the secondary? I mean, with Jair and Stokes and Rasul, and then you have Amos and, and Savage back there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the Legion of Boom or anything, but those are five amazing. I'm like, you take any one of those guys off of the team, and they're starting everywhere else, and you know, in some cases, one of those cornerbacks is going to be, you know, not starting right away. I'm excited about that that secondary, especially because now you free up Jair to do, you know, what he's really, really good at, and especially with how Stokes shine, and maybe there'll be a regression after his second year. Um, and you know what? I, I still – I know people don't like him, and I know I might get made fun of for this. But if you could bring back Kevin King just because he knows this is mm-hmm. be your fourth or fifth guy – you need a fourth corner. Yeah, and, and he knows it. There'd be no pressure on him. You don't have to play him in the NFC title game if you make it that far. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm pumped about that secondary. You know, it's not, it's not the Legion of Boom. You know, as much as I, I keep talking myself into saying, could it be the Legion of Boom? It's not. But that secondary is going to be exciting to watch. Well, it's going to be a different style. Appreciate the phone call, man. It's going to be a different style. The reason, you know, you, you bring up the Legion of Boom with Seattle back in the day, those dudes were big. Richard Sherman, Camp Chancellor, Old Earl Thomas, what was it, Brandon Browner, I think, on the other side. Those guys were big, and they were going to thump you. I don't know that this team, outside of maybe Amos, is going to really thump you, but they're going to be able to lock you down. They're, they're, they're not going to give up yards through the air, that's for sure. It's going to be really tough to complete a pass against them. Eric Stokes, I think if he improves his ball skills, you could absolutely see him start intercepting the ball more. I think you you can't expect the same sort of playmaking ability out of Rasul Douglas this year. But, I mean, think about what they have the ability to do on this defense now with this secondary to Luis's point. Look at Jair Alexander. Could he just shadow the number one for a team and shut them down? Absolutely. You know, when you go into Buffalo, can you just say, Jair, you follow Diggs. Just go around and follow him. You know, you say, Jair, when you play Minnesota, you follow Justin Jefferson. Absolutely you can do that. And then that's going to free up Eric Stokes, who really has played like a number one corner as well, to go on the number two receiver or whoever you want. You can pick up matchups. And that's the one thing I like too is it's not just three speed guys. It's not just three big guys. you got a little bit of both. More so speed than size. That's why I wouldn't be opposed to bringing back a guy like Kevin King that he mentioned. Yes, I know it'd be, you know, the jokes would fly around and everything about the Packers and Kevin King and all the highlights would resurface and Packers fans would question it. But if you sit back and think about it, Kevin King is your fourth cornerback, a guy that could come in if you needed someone that's a little bit bigger. That'd be pretty good. Because that's another question mark right now is, Fourth cornerback. We can name the top three, which you're not going to generally need two, two more, many more than that. But just in case of an injury, if you need to go to even more defensive backs for a dime package or whatever the case may be, I'd like to see just at least maybe one more corner so you have four, so you just have a little more depth. That's really the only question mark for me with a lot of this defense is some of the depth. You know, who's who's behind the safeties and Amos and Savage? Who's behind the top three at corner? I think the defensive line is actually pretty deep as far as the down linemen looking at Kenny Clark and those guys. I think that unit is pretty set. I think there's a little bit of a problem at edge rusher. You know, you, you draft the guy out of South Carolina. I think it's Kingsley Enigsbari. I think that's how you say it. But he's going to be right now the guy first in line to get edge rusher reps when Gary or Preston Smith comes off the field. And I think he can be a stud for this team. He was a steal for the Packers in the draft, but do I want him being my third edge rusher right away? I don't think I do. I think I'd like to find someone else. So, again, the depth is the only question I have on this defense right now, and it's got to get you excited. Because, again, if we just go through some of these units – 
you look around and you say, man, I don't, I don't know that there are a whole lot of better units in the league. You know, you've got a pass rush. You've got run stuffers. You've got linebackers that can fly around the field and make plays. You've got a secondary that can shut down the passing game of pretty much any offense. You've got a true number one shutdown corner. You've got an elite edge rusher and Rashawn Gary. And the thing that's always held the Packers back is you never had middle linebackers that could make plays. Well, now you've got possibly two. You've got one for sure, and Devondre Campbell was an all-pro last year. And you might have another one in Quay Walker. So I think there's a lot to be excited about with this Packers defense because they have everything in front of them. They have the talent that they haven't had in a long time, and it's just about the coaching staff maximizing that ability. And I think they can do that. I do. I'm not I, I was not a big Joe Barry guy when the Packers hired him. I thought the the hire was kind of a joke. I, I'm not a big fan of him. But I, I think after watching last season, you saw him really take control of that defense, build up that unit, and they played well. You know, at times they struggled and it got a little bit frustrating. But this year, I think after having a full season in the system, having worked with the guys, I think you're going to see that Joe Barry's defense is going to be one of the tops in the league. 414-799-1250. You can tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, what players you're most looking forward to seeing for the Green Bay Packers. Let's get out to the one and only Notebook Mike. What's going on, Mike? What's going on, guys? How you doing? I'm good. Long time no speak. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I got hung up on a lot, so I just faded out. All right. But uh, I, I kind of know it. Uh, Mike the painter. These guys feud, and just call what you take. Don't rip on other callers. You know what I mean? Sure. That was uncalled for, and I've been there. And I I wouldn't call for a while because I'd be so mad, but. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I want to see if he's going to share the ball. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be interesting to see exactly what kind of what the offense is going to look like. Yeah, he could say to himself, well, no Devontae, I better, you know, do what I do and pick out a receiver and just zero in on him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that he'll do that. I do get your point. I don't know that he's just going to look at one guy and say, all right, that's my new Devontae. But it will well, be interesting to see the, uh, what they can scheme right open down. for him. What is it? They traded. Remember, he was mad they traded the guy. Oh, Jake Kumaro? Yeah. He wasn't happy about that. I think he was right, right to zero in on him. Well, Kumaro was never good in actual football games. He was a uh, it was yeah. a training camp uh, darling, and then when he actually got on the field in actual football games that mattered, he was useless. Right. But I've been saying for years they they gotta get a top flight uh, tight end, and they just don't do it. But uh, who's the softball player you were talking about now? Softball. Yeah, one of your guys. I think it was you. Uh, beer league. Oh yeah. Yeah, here's what you do. I used to be on beer leagues. Were you good? I wasn't at first, but then here's how I got good. I just we used to uh, do a core barrel with the other team, and one guy was really good. He'd always get hits, and I I just said, "How come you hit so good?" He said, "I hit everything hard." So what you got to do is. Go to Dunham's, buy the most expensive bat you can find, and then go to the batting range either the day before or the day of your game. And I'm telling you, you'll see results right away. So you just got to put the work in, man. Is that what you're saying? Hey, at least once a week. There's a, still a few batting uh, ranges around. I'll tell you what, Mike. If you buy me an expensive bat, I will go to the range once a week. <laughs> Okay. I'll go to the batting cages. <laughs> I don't. I don't have money for an expensive bat. Oh, you could get one for like ninety. Well, maybe I can get a bat like that, but well, I, I I don't know how much. Drivers are three hundred bucks. 
these new ones. Golf clubs are so expensive, Mike. It's unbelievable. Hey, real quick, Mike, what do you think about this live tour? Uh, it is what it is. I, these guys make so much money. But then I follow golf a lot. You can watch a, a, like a golf tournament that'll be a rerun, like golf's greatest rounds. Mm-hmm. And you're like, boy, what happened to that guy? What happened to that guy? There used to be a big pudgy guy. What happened to him? <laughs> so you got to make it while you can get it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I have a hard time blaming. If you want to get mad at Dustin Johnson and some of the top names, I can understand. I have a hard well, time blaming some of these. station called you and said, we'll give you a million a year. No comment. I knew you were going <laughs> 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 Hey, Mike DePainer, don't take it so hard. All right, Mike, appreciate it, man. Off your back. Appreciate it, Mike. Okay, guys. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. I think that'll wrap it up. I do want to talk a little bit more about the Packers and Alan Lazard and this offense. Some of the question marks surrounding them. He signs his tender yesterday, so good to have Lazard back. What do you expect this offense to look like? We'll talk about that next here, as well as do want to preview Brewers Mets ahead of hopefully a good series for the Brewers starting tonight. Make sure after that game to check out Tim Allen. On the post game show. I'm Toby Altizer. That's Tim Shea. We're the Bart Winkler Show. We'll be back in just a few. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.